JSTV is now on the air. Ready, set, go, man. Imperial House presents the incredible Little Richard. Little Richard Live, a fantastic two-record collector set from Imperial House. These two power-packed albums are only available in this special TV offer. Little Richard, an electrifying performer, truly an international superstar. Order this once-in-a-lifetime collection today and here. Solid gold, rock and roll. Semi some lava, ooh my soul, slip it and slide, and many, many more. Little Richard Live, two super albums. Here's how to order yours. Call toll-free 1-800-228-2029 or send $5.99 for records, $6.99 for tapes to Little Richard Live, WKBD, Box 466, Southfield, Michigan. Call 1-800-228-2029 or send today. Um, did you did you catch the mouse? Are you done? I'm so done you can stick a fork in me and it will come out clean. <laughs> I am finished. I'm retired. I'm going back to England where I will be appreciated. Here's your check back. Oh man, what happened? What happened? That little mouse he got the devil in him. That's just what he got. I tried everything: traps, bomb, and sticky paper, a 357 Magnum. Nothing worked. When I left your house, he was sitting on top of your refrigerator eating a cheese sandwich, laughing at me. <laughs> Listen, save yourself, move, and run for the border. I'm no exterminator. What am I supposed to do, man? I don't know, but I'm looking for a new career myself. Hey. You got a nice piano here. I've always wanted to learn how to play one of these things. Do you mind? No, help yourself. Oh, yeah, I mean, if you can get out, get out. Whatever that. What babaloo my balam bam bam to the That's the Beatles song that yes, came out with. Is it true that you taught the Beatles when they recorded that song how to do that? that when you, yeah, right. Yes, I taught that to Paul over in Hamburg, Germany. We was at the Star Club, and I met them in Liverpool. I played that for Brian Epstein, and that's where I met the Beatles, Jerry and the Pacemakers, uh, the Rolling Stones, the Swinging Blue Jeans. And uh, the searchers. That was back in about 62 1961. 61. Yes, and I'd taken the Beatles with me to, uh, to Germany, and we used to rehearse every day, and so Paul would always say, woo, woo, woo. I said, woo, woo, woo. <laughs> so he finally got woo. Next thing I know, when she was just 17, woo. He got it. You know, the other night we were talking in your dressing room about going back many years to when Elvis Presley started in the business. Yes. Now, you came before Elvis. Yes. You came uh, three or four years. You were doing yes. your, your thing before That's him. That's right. right. And he recorded my Tutti Frutti, you remember? Yes. And Pat uh, Boone, too. Pat, well, Pat Boone's first hit, 
uh, was Tutti Frutti, and then he came back with Love Letters in the Sand. Uh, uh, but he covered me on Tutti Frutti, you know, I had to wop, bobble, mop, blop, and he came out, wop, bobble, mop, blop, and he sold more records than I did, too. <laughs> he <shouldn't>. Yes, he <laughs> did. <laughs> but thank God I wrote I'd it. I'd like you to meet a man who was the model for almost every rock and roll performer during the 50s and years thereafter. A true rock and roll legend. Ladies and gentlemen, meet the greatest, Little Richard. <laughs> Why is it, Richard, after 26 years in the business, you're as big, if not bigger, than ever? What's the secret of success? I think it's the, because I've been really doing it. <laughs> you know, the, the Bible says, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. I've been free. You've been an honest man. In I've been work. an honest man. Been broke, but honest. <laughs> <laughs> Do a little name dropping. You headlined the show when the Beatles and the Stones were little boys and knickers. That's right. I met the Rolling Stones in the back of a truck. Mick Jagger in the truck singing itself away. I met the Beatles in Liverpool with Brian Epstein. He brought me there. Oh, His record nice. shop did. That's unbelievable. You're, uh... Does it bother you when somebody says you're a rock and roll legend? I even said that in the introduction. It makes me feel good to know that I've been a part of something that is growing and won't stop and got, got a living root to it that has been planted and can't nobody take it out and it's down there. <laughs> when did you start? How young were you? Ten years old. Do you think it, it, it makes a lot of difference to start when you're young being a musician? I think so, because I hadn't started plucking in. I don't think I'd be plucking now, because I would have been with the rest of the fellas. Everybody else start plucking and start doing something else. Are you the only musical member of your family? I'm the only one. All the rest of my brothers holler, but I sing. Did you ever work with Stevie Wonder anywhere along the line? Yes, I worked with Stevie years ago, uh, Dick. I played uh, Washington, D.C. with him when he was real, real young. And I was the only time I've been nervous in the business because I had to go on behind Stevie Wonder, <laughs> you know, and uh, he's, he's one of a great. I am Julius Caesar. Ouch, someone stabbed me. It's too Brutus. This little gathering definitely needs two things. A better Caesar. Too Brutus! Oh. And a better chip that doesn't break. You make me wanna shout. Introducing new Tostitos Gold, a whole new kind of Tostitos made extra thick for hearty dips with an authentic Mexican taste. New Tostitos Gold, the perfect chip for hearty dips. It really picks up in the third act. Long, tall, Sally, good golly, Miss Molly, ripped up and ready to tear it, but this is the real thing. You can't miss the real thing. The real thing by Little Richard. It's on reprise, and it's called The Real Thing, and it's Little Richard's best album in 12 years. He was a star. When, he, when I got him, he was a star. Sly told you that everybody is a star. The only problem is some people haven't been put in the dipper and pulled back on the world. That's what the answer is. That's what the answer. You got to be placed into the dipper and pulled back down on the world, and then men will see your good works and glorify God Jehovah. Jimi Hendrix could play that rock and roll. I used to be singing rock and roll, getting woo, 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 woo. Be gone. He had that thing just romping and tumping all up under my toes. At time, he used to make my big toe shoot up in my boot. He did it so good. He gave it all to you. And that's what you want. You want it all or none. But Jimmy had this perseverance to go on. He didn't mind looking freaky. Like, I don't mind it. Because I was doing it before he was. And I knew when he saw me, he gave him confidence and great recompense of reward, my lord. Trying to spread a little joy and love together to show the world that the end is not yet, that I got to take you higher. Not off of some cocaine, a uh, 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 piece of grass, or uh, some uh, uh, heroin. 
But Jimmy was going to take him higher than that. And he's always wanted to be this big star. But you know, I never got a chance to see him after he made it. They would never let me come back. I said, why? What did I do? I had something to tell him. And I never did. So now I have to talk about it and let him know it was good. I just want to let him know that I knew you was going to make it. I've always been the king of rock and roll because I started it. I sent a tape to California to special directors. And they was trying to make me sing like Ray Charles. All them, whoa, 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 whoa. And I was about to choke to death. And I couldn't keep time with the music. They'd be sticking pins in me when they come back in. And I got tired of getting stuck with pins. And, and, and we, everything had to play on one saxophone. So after the session, I was in there just playing on piano. I was singing Tutti Frutti. And they looked at me and they said, well, this is a song you should have recorded. You know, wop, bobaloo, mop, lop, bam, boom, tutti frutti. Oh, Rudy. Richard is always and always will be a big ham. And he hopped up on the stage. It was the dude drop in, which was a nightclub where they were eating lunch. And he jumped up on the piano and he started singing one of the songs that he sang for those frat house boys. Tutti Fruity Good Booty. <laughs> and he sound, it sounds like it could be a hit, but those words, it's too dirty. So you think you could clean up those words he just sang? And, you know, so that we could put out a record on it? And they go back after lunch, and history was made. He's aggressive, you know, he'll go after, he'll go for it. And that always is a component of what makes a star. Lucille, important song. Uh, it was the first song, I think, in rock and roll that utilizes the eighth note, straight eighth note beat. Instead of the shuffle. So that, that makes it an important piece of music, you know, in the history of rock and roll. Well, there's The Girl Can't Help It. That song was supposed to be sung by Fats Domino, and that Art Roop had uh, pleaded with the uh, the producers of the film said, no, Little Richard's a much more visual act. You should have him do it. And I guess, obviously, he won out. And there, the opening scene is Little Richard. Cinemascope and color. And he's playing in that band, those saxophones, man. And he lifts his leg up on the piano. He's banging the piano. And Jane, here's Jane Mansfield walking by, shaking that good thing. And, and he's singing, she's got it, you know? And uh, the girl can't help it. I mean, it was just rock and roll at its finest. I started with just a little marijuana. Somebody said, try it, you like it. A little dab would do it. I got my dab. I went from marijuana to angel dust. And boy, I want to tell you that the angels had nothing to do with that dust. Mm -hmm. I smoked that angel dust and it had me paranoid. It had me hallucinating. I went from angel dust to all types of pills, you know, uh, 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 all kinds of pills. Then I started drinking all kinds of liquors. Then I went into cocaine. I, I, I used to take so much cocaine to my nose was big enough to park diesel trucks in. Hey, Maurice. Way to go. <laughs> now, oh, that's lovely. What flavor is it? This is my specialty, tutti frutti. Good mm. golly, Miss Molly, you shouldn't do that. How's my BLT doing? <laughs> Wait a minute, it's not ready yet. Bada bada bada, rooda rooda rooda, it's ready. <laughs>
singer named Little Richard, and the world of music would never be the same. Through the years, from rock to religion, Little Richard has been the consummate showman and promoter. So it was with great anticipation that I sat down in a Los Angeles club to have an intimate talk with the acknowledged king of rock and roll. Do you think you get the credit you deserve? No, I never did. I do now, at the age of 52, but I didn't get it before because I gave it to Elvis. See, when I came along, Elvis wasn't even out. Uh, when I made Tutti Fruity, and when I looked at Steve Allen's show, Elvis was shaking his legs, singing Tutti Fruity. I wrote it. <laughs> you mean you're the king and I wrote it? <laughs> He's, Elvis had never written a song in his life. He was white. I was black. And at the time, I couldn't get the credit, and I couldn't send anybody to do it. They, they wouldn't play my records. So I had to be quiet. But Elvis came to me himself and called me the king. When Elvis met me, he said, I'm king. Buddy Harley met me, he said, how you doing, king? When the Paul and them met me, they said, king. They put their coats down for me to walk on. Because I am the king. Oh, we're going to knock them to the knees. They'll holler, please. We're going to do all the what? A lot of the sound. Woo! Uh uh. Woo! Boy, I came through. You, you see that? Boy, woo! I feel good. Ain't James Brown now. James Brown said, I feel good, but I feel better. <laughs> <laughs> when I first started, there wasn't no rock and roll. It was a swinging sway with Sammy Kay. And he was singing pennies from heaven, but they wasn't falling in my neighborhood at all. And so I decided that I would take some boogie-woogie and rhythm and blues and mix it together. You know, rock and roll is, it's really no such thing as rock and roll. It's really rhythm and blues. You got to remember that rhythm and blues had a baby and somebody named it rock and roll. Uh, I, I'm alive and doing well. I, I like good music. If it's good, keep it in the hood. Until then. Oh, yes, you're listening to him. Keep on listening, too. Don't you stop. Well, he's known as the architect of rock and roll, a music icon who's entertained generations of people. Little Richard visited Southern Illinois today, and News 3's Colin Dorsey sat down with him for a rare interview. It's his first television news interview in years. This music legend only sitting down to an interview with Danny Shelton of Three Angels Broadcast Network once before today. A rock and roll icon, he says those days are well behind him. Well, back at the time, you were thinking about how you, how you could become bigger and bigger and make more money. He says it all became too much when he saw people idolizing him and flocking to his concerts. At first I was making $35,000 a night, then it came to fifty. then it came to $100,000 an hour. Richard Penniman, also known as rock and roll legend Little Richard, says choosing between his fame and his faith was one of the best decisions he's ever made. I didn't feel right anymore. I would sing and do things, but you know, I wasn't a part of the in crowd anymore. And he said he started getting concerned about his place in the world. I started thinking, I started just thinking about Jesus. I started thinking about the world is going to end soon. All the trouble of the world. It's a change 3ABN President Danny Shelton says is amazing. I had the privilege of meeting numerous people, but those the testimonies are almost always the same. I made up my mind that I'd rather have Jesus than anything the world could afford today. Shelton says though Little Richard stepped off the rock and roll stage, his impact is still felt around the world. He, he influenced millions in his younger days. Now he influences millions for the cause of God. Once uniting people around his music, he's now uniting people around his story. In Thompsonville, Colin Dorsey, News 3. Right now we want to do for you a little thing called Good Golly, Miss Molly.
The name Richard Pennyman probably doesn't ring a bell with most people. And if I said a wop bop a loo bop a wop bam boom, some of you might scratch your heads or probably you'd question mine. But anyone who enjoys popular music today, the rock scene, should know about a watershed event that took place in the 50s. It was the appearance of a singer who performed what then was called rhythm and blues, but would soon be known as rock and roll. His name was Little Richard. And after him, the music, the performers, and their shows would never be the same again. Lucille always did it for you, didn't it? Oh, yes. It was the tune that I used for my uh, um, entrance on the stage. And, and whenever I got in trouble with an audience, I always got... Lucille has been so helpful to me. She's been a good girl. Why, why Lucille? I mean, what was it about I think Lucille? it's that rhythm. You know, in Georgia, where we're from, late at night, the most exciting thing in my hometown was the cows. Moo! and the chickens crowing. There wasn't nothing else going on there. And when you can pass that, you had made it. And when the train came through my hometown, everything in my hometown would be shaking. And that's Lucille. I heard that train so much, I said, that's Lucille. Tell me about your first record. It was what, Tutti Frutti? Tutti Frutti. What was that about? It was a filthy record. Uh, uh, it was you cleaned up the lyrics to record. Yeah, we had it was wop babaloo ma balop bam boom, but it wasn't tutti frutti old Rudy. It was tutti frutti something else. Then uh, a girl came in and she put it in there tutti frutti old Rudy. I got a gal named Sue. She knows what to do. I got a gal named Daisy. She almost drive me crazy. All black records, which was called race records at the time, was played on black stations only. And when I did tutti frutti, Elvis Presley started doing it. Which when I came out. On the record scene, Elvis Presley was not out. In 51, I recorded for R.C. Victor before Elvis Presley. Mm -hmm. Then Pat Boone covered Tutti Frutti, although he covered a lot of other people. He was covering everybody that could be covered mm -hmm. after me. He you released know. his version of Tutti Frutti. Yeah, at, right, right after mine. He copied it. I was mad when he, when he covered me because it stopped my sales. Mm -hmm. But later, I, I praised him for it. He and Elvis Presley, I thanked them for it at least. Not praised them, I thanked them for it because they opened that wide door. By them being white, they made the door bigger for me to walk through with my songs. Are you getting enough of the rock and roll stuff this morning? Yeah! You want some more? Yeah! Well, all right.
Uh, yes, indeed. I tell you, I have known Richard for many, many years, and this is a legendary figure who's been a big influence on the Rolling Stones and the Beatles and Creedence Clearwater Revival, you name it. Richard has been there. And how do you feel about that, man? I feel good. You know, I just, it's just a good feeling to know uh, when I met Mick Jagger, he was standing on a truck. He and was, uh, he's sleeping in a, he was living in a truck in England, and the Beatles was in Liverpool, and Brian Epstein bought me, and I paid them $50 a week. They went to Liverpool with me. Uh, Joe Tex, James Brown was my vocalist, uh, Don Covey, Otis Reddings, Jimi Hendrix was my guitar player, and uh, all these people was with me, and it's a good feeling to know that I'm alive to be able to see these young people still dancing by the good music in these days. I've seen you on a lot of interview shows, and nobody has ever asked you when you first decided to go into show business. When did you first go into show business? How old were you? Oh, my God. I was a little old teacher. We to talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I never forget it. I was in making Georgia just pretty as I wanted to be. I never forget about it. <laughs> I was the only somebody who looked like me in the whole area. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Didn't nobody look like me nowhere in the territory. <laughs> Everybody was wondering what was I, who was I, and where was I going, but I knew all the time. <laughs> and I was around then. I had never made no records, and I ran into Lloyd Price, and he told me about Bumps Blackwell uh, at Specialty Records. And uh, Bumps is here today. God bless his heart. He's still around. Bumps Blackwell. Hey, and uh, we sent them a dub, and they kept it for a year. I wonder what was wrong with him out there. <laughs> and then they finally got back in touch with me, and I got a chance uh, to get out of Macon, Georgia, and to record. And that was way back when I was a, I was a teenager, you know. And How I'm old not, were you? Oh, I was a, about, 14. about 10 years younger than I am now. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Do you remember the first song you ever wrote? The first song that I wrote was Tutti Frutti. Tutti Frutti. <laughs> big hit was the first song you wrote uh the first big hit was to Fruity, but to Fruity wasn't right to record when i first made it and when i went to new orleans to record it was the words wasn't good i can't say i'm on the air uh, <laughs> it was to the fruity other things <laughs> hey you know what what how did you feel <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, i got it together and it went over big what did you think about pat poon recording it oh i loved pat poon recording it but it was such a it was a good recording but it wasn't as good as mine. <laughs> oh, I want to thank everyone for being here this morning. Good evening and welcome back. Rock and roll legend and Macon native Little Richard died in his Tennessee home on Saturday. Fans from around middle Georgia have been showing their love and appreciation for the singer by leaving flowers and cards at the Little Richard House and Resource Center. George Fidel... Muhammad, a member of Friends of the Little Richard House's Board of Directors, says the outpouring of remembrance from the community has been touching. It is what we would expect, but it's just beautiful to see it manifested. You know, it is what you would expect. You know, he deserves so much more than what we have attributed to him. Mohammed says the Little Richard House hopes to continue sharing Richard Peniman's spirit with others. The Little Richard House plans to reopen later this week. Later on in life, I, I felt, you know, I came to California and I, I saw things that I'd never seen before. And, it, you know, it was a sex drive there. Uh, but uh, I, I'm through driving now. I've parked my car. And, and I'm walking up the stairway. And it's also quite clear Lemmy Kilmister of Motorhead is a living legend, but who does Lemmy feel is a musical golden god? Artisan News caught up with Lemmy Kilmister at the Revolver Golden God Awards to find out who his golden god is. Little Richard. Because he's the best. For me, it's only my personal opinion. Your girl in this world, shine like tomorrow. Your girl in this world, shine like tomorrow. Rock it, rock it, and roll. 
everybody thought I was crazy. And uh, uh, um, they would call the music terrible, you know, uh, and bad. And uh, and after, you know, you start winning with it, everybody got on the bandwagon in the boat. Everybody, everybody followed you. Everybody started claiming and naming and blaming. And the one and only, Little Richard. But <laughs> I used to wear my hair like that. <laughs> they take everything I get, they take it from me. <gasps> he can't get that though. <laughs> All right, now they're wait, wait, wait a minute, look at the hair. <laughs> I used to wear my, I used to have these eggs in mine. Look at it. <laughs> now? Shut up. The nominees for the best new artists are. Hey, I go get up and back. Breakfast Club. Cutting Crew. Terrence Redgar. Are you all sure you want me to say that? I didn't have nothing to say. I thought I wasn't going to say nothing. And the best new artist is... me. I have never received nothing. You all never gave me no Grammy. And I've been singing for years. I am the architect of rock and roll. to get that in. Being a Brian Drew from George, I had to tell it too. <laughs> Shut up. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> the winner really is me. <laughs> Richard. <laughs> Richard. Shut up. <laughs> and the winner is Jody Wallace. Thank you so much. I really needed that. And I've had nothing like that in a long time. I want to say, how are you doing, Muhammad Ali? I love him because he loves me so much. Thank you for loving me, Muhammad. Woo! Thank you. Live coverage from the Palace in Hollywood continues celebration for Purple Rain. I have three amazing artists here with me. Eddie Murphy, Sheila E., Little Richard. All these people have just come from the film. Why don't I start with you? How did you feel about it? Did you like it? Well, what I felt about it is, you know, um, Prince is, uh, what I felt about it, Prince is an old friend of mine. And I really, he's me in this generation, you know. Uh, I, he's me for looks, you know that though. Michael Jackson is me, uh, uh, the Beatles was me, all of them are me, you know that. And so I had, a, I had this Bible made especially for Prince, and put his name on the bottom of it. I want to give him this lovely Bible and this beautiful book called Steps to Christ. Let him know that God cares for him and God loves him, and God gave him that wonderful musical gift. Thank you, the one and only Little Richard. I'm the originator. I'm the emancipator. I'm the architect. The quasar. I'm the one that started it all. Before me, it was woo, but it wasn't a woo. I brought woo. I brought that in. <laughs> Marty Payne? <clears throat> nah, it's Martin, man, not Marty. 
What's up? Did you call for an exterminator? Your exterminator? Why else would I dress like this? Mardi Gras. <laughs> Shut up! Now, where is that little mousey at? All right, look, here, man. All right, now, here's my address, right? And here's where you can find me after you're done. So, Marty Payne, you're the one with that talk radio show. Uh-huh. Then what y'all need to do is to have a special show on Exterminators starring me. Because I'm the one that started this business. I'm the king, I'm the legend, and I am the founder. Have you ever heard of Rain? I invented it. Of course, I don't get no credit for it, though. They gave it to that little exterminator from the South. You know why they couldn't find Bigfoot? Because I called him. You think anybody gave me an award for that? They didn't give me nothing. They never gave me nothing. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. But don't worry, one day they'll give you one of those honorary things when you get older. <laughs> Shut up. Now don't make me spray you. Now, were you the originator, the emancipator, or the architect of rock and roll? I was all three. <laughs> Before me, that was nothing. I know that Toilet was Toilet paper. <laughs> Shut up. Now, whose idea? Because <clears throat> you're very toned down, but even toned down, there's still a real little Richard look. Yes. Who figured out? You were so outrageous. The first time I saw you, I said, don't take, what's that? You know, who's that? <laughs> what's that? Because you wore, go ahead. I, I wore everything. Oh. I, I wore my mother's curtains, the sheets, <laughs> the pillowcase, whatever. I just wanted to be famous and coming from a little town in Macon, Georgia. My mother had 12 children, and I was the third child. And I just wanted to, some attention. And I decided that I put on some makeup on my face. My dad left to kill me. I decided that I would just take every, I would just, I would take my mother's dresses and just put them all around my shoulders and make shows. I, I, I was really, I was beautiful though. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> Very gorgeous. But you were the first to do that. Now, I was the first. Prince dresses up. Every, yes, right. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Yes. And, and, and uh, uh, you know, Everybody. Prince, Prince really looked like I used to look exactly. But he really hate to admit it. Prince, I was before, I wore purple first, darling. <laughs> and lavender. <laughs> the most outrageous thing you ever wore on stage? <clears throat> Do you remember? <clears throat> yes. I or remember. your favorite? Uh, <clears throat> my favorite outfit was in Vegas when I used to work with Anne Margaret and I. I had a gold outfit that I wore, green and gold shoes, and I walked on a green and gold carpet, mm. and the bodyguards would lift me out of the car. I love that. And then Liberace started doing it right after that. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you miss that? You're so uh, toned uh, yes, down. Yes, I, I miss it because I still like to be, I still like to look good. You know, uh, um, as I get older, I really want to look good. Yeah, oh. Uh, when I get up in the morning and see something over here and something down there, I get mad. Yes. Have you fixed yourself yet? Have you... <laughs> I'm planning on. I'm trying to find the man that Michael had. I can't find him. My, oh, uh, the one that Michael Jackson used. Oh, Dr. Hoplin. Oh, that's him? Yeah, speak to me later. Oh, my God. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. Now, you also did something very brave, because I'm such a fan. You were the first performer, I think, ever to come out and say, I am a homosexual. Yes, and everybody got mad with me for saying that. You know, I, I, I didn't mind telling the world that I was gay. I was gay. And uh, uh, it's nice to be happy. It sure is. I was happy, and I wanted the world to know that I was happy. And I wasn't ashamed. I had been that way all my life, and I didn't know nothing else but that. And so I told everybody that I am gay. I am the originator. I, I think I was the first one of them, too. <laughs> and, and I found out later, Joan, that, that uh, God made Adam to be with Eve, not Steve, so I had to cut back. <laughs> oh, woo! <laughs> Could you cut back? Do you, do you, did you really just say that's enough with boys? Uh, yes, uh, I, 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 well, well I, 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 got, uh, I got tired of them boys. 
<laughs> I got tired. Aren't you all tired of them, too? I got tired of him, and I, I just, I, I said, I'm gonna let him go. I ain't gonna do it no more, and that's for sure. Do you do it with anybody now? Uh, uh, we can talk. <laughs> no, well, you know what I'm saying. Well, Joe, do you have a sex life? Uh, um, I don't. I, I, so you I, can confess Well, I'm to gonna me. be your partner. I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done nothing in so long. I, the coasters had out of record call ain't nothing to me. I said that's my title. <laughs> I am done it. I, I, I used to do it. I, I, I am done it. <laughs> it's been a long time since I had it. Um, I, 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 I am. I oh boy. <laughs> oh, I like this. <laughs> I want to introduce a man that started a kind of music that set the pace for a lot of what's happening today. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't mind hearing my man, bless his little sweetheart. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Little Richard, right now.
And that concludes our broadcasting day. Till next time. Watch JSTV as it watches you.